Welcome to the HR Works Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Zygmunt, Content Director for Simplify Media and the HR Daily Advisor. Before we jump into our conversation with Kevin Kelly, Director of Cloud Career Training Programs at Amazon Web Services, we'll share a quick message from the sponsor of today's episode, One Medical. Hey, HR Works listeners. Do your employees have a go-to place to turn to for everything from preventative care to chronic illness to mental health without all the hassles and waiting? Well, if not, meet One Medical's employer-sponsored primary care benefit. One Medical makes it faster, easier, and more enjoyable for your employees and their families to get care for health issues, both big and small, in person and 24-7 virtually. Think of One Medical as your team's home base for healthcare. Visit onemedical.com slash hrworks to learn more and get an individual 30-day free trial today. Terms and conditions apply. And now on to our episode. In today's episode, we're speaking with Kevin Kelly, Director of Cloud Career Training Programs at Amazon Web Services. Kevin is responsible for the development of Amazon Web Services education programs, including AWS Academy, AWS Educate, and AWS Restart, which help to prepare diverse learners to pursue in-demand cloud roles, working with higher education institutions, nonprofits, and government organizations. Kevin has been with Amazon Web Services for more than 10 years, serving in a variety of roles, including Solutions Architect and America's Solutions Architect Leader. He previously led the global AWS certification team, managing the development and delivery of certifications for developers, solutions architecture, cloud operations, machine learning, security, Alexa skills building, and more. Kevin, welcome to the HR Works podcast. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for having me on. All right. Well, great to have you here. And Kevin, I'm hoping today we can talk about the really important and ever so popular trend of upskilling in the workplace. But before we do that, I was hoping you could tell us a bit more about your career path and how you got started in your role at Amazon Web Services. Sure. I got a computer science degree. I was also an Air Force veteran and I was a developer in industry. And I joined AWS a little over 13 years ago, starting as an account manager. At the time, we hired very technical account managers and help customers understand the business value and how to adopt the cloud and then transition to a more technical role. So I'm a, uh, an upskiller myself and then help customers from a technical perspective, architect the solutions and deploy them on the cloud. I was involved in AWS certifications, as you mentioned, as a subject matter expert and question writer, which led me to join training and certification, which is where I work today, leading programs that are focused on skilling, reskilling, and upskilling learners of all kinds. K-12, higher ed, work returners, veterans starting a civilian career, and really anyone interested in learning about the cloud, especially those who are interested in cloud roles, cloud builder roles. That's great. And first off, thank you for your service. That's a great background and a very interesting path led to where you are today. So right off the top, why should organizations and their HR leaders be focused on upskilling their employees right now? Lifelong learning is the new career normal. And I think that's something employers, HR departments, and employees need to understand that the pace of technology and the use of technology in businesses of all kinds is increasing rapidly. And the technical skills and training in particular are more important than ever as companies of all kinds embrace, adopt, and leverage technical business accelerators like the cloud. And there's a benefit to employees and employers when they invest in their people who already understand their business and their industry vertical and the culture of the company that they're at. The employers have already made an investment in these people and making a follow-on investment around helping them upskill or even reskill into a new job area or role allows you to retain that investment you've made that they already have an understanding of what you do and the culture. And I think qualified and confident employees 
that you can create to implement the new technologies and understand your business already can increase your business velocity and outcomes. And it really becomes a, a win-win for both the employer and the employees. That's some great insight. And yeah, the win-win scenarios are really what everyone's looking for in any investment. So the idea of upskilling, it's not something new to the workforce. It's not something new to the marketplace, but it's certainly become more prominent, I'd say, in the last two years. And even in preparation for our conversation today, I was reading a survey led by Sherm that mentioned that a majority of HR managers felt that since the start of the pandemic, their learning and development budgets have increased. And of that, 67% even expected that trend to continue in 2022. So can you help us understand how the challenges we've experienced over the last two years within the pandemic and the great resignation have led organizations and their HR teams to start making dedicated investments into learning development and upskilling programs? It's certainly true that many people are reevaluating their job, their career, as evidenced by the great resignation and a great reshuffle. And many are looking to their employers, quite frankly, to help with training. Add to this the technical skills gap, particularly in IT, and the demand for this kind of training to help learners, employees of all kinds, bridge the gap to these new roles so they can continue to contribute in the companies that they're working for. And HR teams, I think, can play a great role in helping align learners with training that meets their career needs, even if it means training them to work someplace else. AWS, for example, We're focused on trying to meet learners where they are and where they want to learn. And that means providing instructor-led training, traditional classroom, on-demand digital training, remote classroom training, reskilling and upskilling training that can increase a worker's productivity and thus increase their retention and provide continued learning over a long period of time. Uh, Again, the earlier comment around lifelong learning is the new career norm, I think applies here. And, you know, HR departments and training organizations like like the one I'm in can help these learners map their career trajectory against the skills that they need to pick up to fulfill that trajectory. That's great. I love the the idea of saying that lifelong learning should be the new career norm, but also that you're looking to meet those learning where they are, right? And not necessarily only sticking to one model, the classroom model that maybe we were all so comfortable with prior to the pandemic when Again, a majority of us were working from an office. The idea of working from home or having a flexible work schedule was a bit foreign to a majority of workers. That's obviously changed in the last two years. And the flexibility of schedules and time means that the audience that you're serving or the audience of learners aren't as readily available to one model. So I think being adaptive and coming up with new creative models is really smart and really will lend itself to a continued learning opportunity for an entire career, which again, we don't have the crystal ball to where the work model is going It's tough to say even in 2022 what full work models will look like, but I think having those options, that seems to be really built for future growth, however that looks. So are there any unique factors that you've seen contributing to the growing skills gap in the workplace currently? I know you mentioned that earlier, but I'm curious what your thoughts are there. One is, you know, when you talk about a crystal ball for skills of the future, increasingly we are in a digital world and that's going to increase over time and the demand for talent technical talent, uh, cloud-enabled talent, uh, IT talent in general, even for cloud-adjacent roles and IT-adjacent roles, right? Having an awareness of these systems and how they work and how you interact with them is going to become increasingly important. So I think an, an increasingly digital world is one factor. 
I think remote working, as you mentioned, is another one. As employees and employers get more comfortable with the kind of productivity and work-life balance that remote working can create, uh, it creates a great opportunity. And this has driven an awareness of remote and digital kinds of modalities. Not having to come in for a three or five day classroom training event as the only way to learn and having a desire for workers who want more portable and remote enabled kind of learning opportunities. I think these are the factors that are changing the way learners are demanding to learn in the workplace. They want on demand, they want remote. And they're looking for more interesting modalities than just instructor-led. Uh, I think classroom training will always be with us, but there's an opportunity for lots of different kind of modalities that I can learn on my mobile device while I'm riding the bus into work or home. That's some great insight. And I think it's just in line with the idea of asynchronous communication. There's asynchronous learning as well and creating that opportunity to really learn at the learner's schedule and at the learner's pace, which... Again, we're seeing that shift just in work culture altogether, where it may not be so time-based as much as, are you getting the project done? Are you getting the assignment done? You can also learn in that same method, right? To say, I can learn over the course of the time I need, not necessarily be in a classroom. It's more at the self-paced learning, if you will. Yep. So what are some of the more sought-after skills and competencies being pursued by employers and employees in this modern workforce that we're in? Cloud fluency, for sure. I think a foundational level understanding of the cloud, regardless of your role, like many workers are, are interacting with the cloud, whether they realize it or not in their day-to-day -day job and activities. And the more they can learn about the benefits of that interaction and learn more about the cloud itself to create more ideas and more innovation is helpful for them and helpful for their employer. Cloud builder skills, which includes migrating to the cloud, developing for the cloud, architecting, testing, and security in the cloud are all high demand skill sets that are creating this cloud IT skills gap, which is another contributor to the scarcity of this talent. But cloud adjacent roles in marketing and sales and finance and lots of other areas are increasingly requiring the same set of foundation level sought after cloud fluency skills. So that's the big one that we're seeing and that we're trying to solve with you know, things like innovative recorded training on Twitch, for example, for learners that want to learn there, or something we released recently, CloudQuest, which is a game-based learning experience where learners can have fun interacting in a graphic environment and learn while they're doing it and you know receive awards in the graphic environment while they're learning. So it's uh, trying to address some of these sought-after skills by providing training in different modalities that makes it fun for learners and meets them where they are and where they want to learn. So I'm really glad you brought up CloudQuest. What are some of the skills that can be learned and taught through a gaming platform or a gaming environment? And there's a lot of people who are good at interacting with those kind of virtual environments that games offer. For example, within our CloudQuest environment, learners can adopt a pet, but they don't just get the pet for nothing. They have to interact with the pet and answer questions about the AWS platform that are preparing them for our AWS Cloud Practitioner Certification. But by making the learning fun and giving them the ability to collect these pets and answer questions correctly and learn about the platform that's leading to a certification, creates a, a fun modality that meets a set of learners who are very comfortable interacting with these kind of highly graphic virtual game-based environments. 
And it's the same thing we do with AWS Educate. It's a self-paced environment that has recommendations around it. So as you learn things, it offers other things for you to learn. So it's not exactly game-based, but it's recommendation-based. And it's another way for learners to, to continue that learning journey uh, along the way through a slightly different modality. So all kinds of asynchronous learning modalities are, are enabled by technologies by the cloud, but they can be used to learn lots of different kinds of things, cloud included, of course. That's great. So are there skills that are unique and beneficial to a specific set of industries and title sets, or can a lot of these skills that are being learned through cloud-based learning be translated across multiple industries and roles? Uh, it's certainly the case that there are a set of fundamental cloud builder skills that are unique to cloud-based environments and apply to cloud builder roles. But lots of aspects of the cloud for those cloud-adjacent roles can be learned by lots of different kinds of learners and some of those different marketing, finance, HR, lots of other parts of a business that are using and enabled by the cloud that can learn from. So I think we have to separate the modalities and the learning that can occur on an asynchronous or synchronous, because you can certainly have live events that you're conducting as a learning event enabled by a cloud environment. But the skills that you learn can really be almost any skill and could apply to any industry or any job role. At AWS, of course, we're focused on helping people adopt and learn cloud skills and supporting them with certifications so they can validate and demonstrate those cloud skills to an employer. It's great to see that it is, again, not just one industry that cloud skills apply to at this point. And with the growing technology, the cloud is really touching and interacting with so many roles throughout the working world, throughout the business world, that there really is an advantage to upskilling in those cloud skills specifically. But again, stepping back and just looking at upskilling more generally speaking, what are some of the advantages for employers to invest in upskilling their existing workforce as opposed to maybe looking outside to a larger talent pool? What's incentivizing employers to say, hey, I'm going to invest in my current workforce and upskilling them? A lot of reasons. One, hiring is hard and certain skill sets and talent are scarce. As I mentioned earlier, your existing employees know your industry and know your company culture. They may live in the right place where you want them to live in terms of where you're located. Investing in employees has a positive effect on productivity and retention. Employees certainly appreciate it when employers are investing in their lifelong learning journey. And more tactically, you know, when we look at AWS cloud skills training, which is what we're involved in, training and certification increases a learner's productivity. But more than anything, it increases their confidence. And that's what I really see the benefit of training, you know. Workers that are confident in their skills and abilities and know, you know, they believe they know what they're doing and they can demonstrate that, it allows them to operate faster. An increase in operational skills that can exceed a learner's experience and set up where, through recommendation engines, where they need to learn more. It also improves career outcomes for the learners. As they pick up more and more skill sets, it gives them more opportunities within their current employer for looking at different roles. And again, the employer gets to retain that investment that they've made in their employees. So a greater potential for the employer, but also a greater potential for the employee in terms of career mobility within their current company. And then finally, I, I guess the big advantage around the upskilling is providing this lifelong learning journey that an employer can make available to their employees so that they can continue to learn and pick up more options. 
That's a great way to look at it, Kevin. And I think it's worth just digging into a bit more to say that one of the bigger challenges with the great resignation or the great reshuffle has been the feeling by employees that there is a growth opportunity within their current role. And I think when you as an employer can present that and can say, we're investing in you and your lifelong career, that just creates an overall better corporate culture, an overall feeling of value by employees who will then want to stay in their roles and maybe not look elsewhere. Because again, they feel like there is a career path, there's a growth opportunity, and it's not just their current role that they're being looked at, but that they're being looked at as a long-term employee. I think that's all great. And again, is a massive advantage for employers beyond just the cost, uh, both in time and money of hiring and onboarding new employees, new staff who, again, may not be the right fit. You've got existing employees who are part of your corporate culture and nurturing that and keeping that engagement is so crucial to just sustaining the current trend that we're in, in the great resignation and just the challenges with retention across the board. So what are some of the bigger hurdles and challenges preventing organizations who may be interested in investing in upskilling, but may just be hitting some roadblocks? What are you seeing as some of those challenges? I think the first big challenge is appreciating the employees that you have and the ability to invest in them and and provide these kind of upskilling opportunities that lead to retention and increased employee satisfaction and productivity. I think more tactically, a lack of awareness of all the possibilities for training. So we mentioned the game-based learning experience that we've created with CloudQuest. We mentioned the Twitch, both live and recorded learning opportunities that are available, including learning opportunities around certification preparation, supporting employees through a certification journey so they can demonstrate their skill set, all kind of digital modalities that are possibilities for training and creating training that meets learners where they are and supports this culture of learning. A lot of learners want just-in-time on-demand learning. So I'm currently performing a task and I realize I don't know what the next step is, or I need another piece of information or uh, some guidance on what to do next. And I want to be able to go to a learning platform and be able to search effectively for what I'm looking for. And maybe it's watching a video, like lots of people today are watching videos online to learn how to do things and home repair. Well, it's no different in the work environment, right? I can watch somebody perform a task and that can help me. Or I might be taken directly into the exact spot within a very large manual to exactly the information that I'm looking for. And I can conduct my learning that way. So I think helping both the learner and the employer understand the possible modalities for training that exist is super important. And then making those training modalities and opportunities and paths available. This supports creating a culture of learning and supportive learning. And an example that AWS helps our customers with is something called the Skills Guild. Companies call it different things, center of excellence, community of practice, but really it's a way to create a set of expertise that's available and learning resources and assets within a company that can be customized for a company's specific implementation and implementation choices about, in this case, the AWS services themselves and and how they want to build and deploy applications on it. But it's a way of creating this kind of birds of a feather and group of people who have a deep understanding of a specific kind of Uh, technology in this case, and providing opportunities and places for people to go to ask questions, which is another learning modality. And so it's really trying to find a way to meet learners wherever and whenever they are and provide learning opportunities in as many modalities as we possibly can. I think that's a way to get past some of the hurdles. 
I love that Skills Guild concept, and you're creating really a community for idea sharing, no different from so many of various platforms that are out there, be it, again, video learning, as you mentioned, for anything from home repair to applicable workplace skills, you're creating that, that community internally as well, which is really smart. It's interesting, too, to look at the role technology has played with upskilling Many upstart companies where that barrier to entry may have been too high in an in-person environment paying for classroom learning can now do it at a much more efficient and effective rate given technology and the various opportunities that are available through asynchronous learning, through online training. So looking at that role technology is playing and how it's constantly evolving, how can workers keep up with the growing and constantly evolving technology trends? I guess, is it, are we chasing a dangling carrot that you'll never fully close that gap? Or are there opportunities, are there ways to really stay and keep pace with the growing and changing technologies? I think we can keep up with the dangling carrot, but I think it requires some diligence and focus on creating these kind of career long, lifelong learning opportunities and being flexible on the modalities. My advice, quite frankly, is watch your kids, see how they're learning. What devices are they using? What technologies are they leveraging to communicate and learn with each other? And look at how those might apply in the workplace. I think something that's less about the technology and more about creating a culture of learning is creating opportunities for the workers to carve out time to learn whether it's baking it into schedules so that they can do the kind of on-demand learning that we talked about, where I just-in-time learning, so I can hop out to a, a learning system of some kind and find what I need. That could mean watching a video, could mean reading something in a manual. It could mean instructor-led training, both remote, virtual, digital, or in person. But giving and making a culture of being curious about learning part of the everyday work environment means a way to keep up with the constantly evolving learning needs and technologies is giving people the time to learn those new modalities and then take advantage of them and just making that part of the workday. I think that's a way to stay ahead of the, the sort of treadmill for learning that's out there. That's a great way to look at it. And you're right, building that into your corporate culture is a great way to solve that and always have that be the end goal of having never-ending learning versus trying to just cover one skills gap that will eventually open up again. And when you set yourself up in that mindset to say, hey, we're just going to cover this current skills gap, this current need, a new gap will open up. But when it's always learning and always adapting and using whatever the modern skill is to keep down that path of learning, yeah, you're setting yourself up for longer success. So Kevin, what does the future of learning and development in the workplace look like to you? Where do you see it going? Certainly increasingly digital and on demand. You know, on demand meaning anytime and anywhere. So whether I'm learning on my mobile device on a commute or I'm at my workplace where I perhaps have a larger screen to look at, I might choose a different learning modality based on where I am and what current technologies are available to me at that time, you know, including bandwidth. You know, it could be that my commute doesn't have the bandwidth that I have at home or that I have in my workplace. So I think having that multimodal, digital, classroom, recorded playback, game-based, as many opportunities as possible. And then I think increasingly recommendation-based. Learning needs to wrap itself around me just as much as I'm trying to wrap myself around the things that I want to learn. 
understand where my strengths are, maybe periodically verify that I still have a strength in that area. But more importantly, look for where I need more ramp up and more learning and present and provide learning opportunities to me that satisfy the gap that I have. And then, you know, that gap may continue over time as I pick up and desire to learn new technologies or new subject areas within a technology area. That's what I think it's going to look like. That's a great outlook and some great insights. So thank you, Kevin. So again, we're joined here by Kevin Kelly, Director of Cloud Career Training Programs at Amazon Web Services. Kevin, do you have anything you'd like to promote for our listeners that you're excited about or that you have coming up? Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about a relaunch of AWS Educate, which is this self-based learning platform that has over 10 learning paths and hands-on based labs. And it has recommendation aspect to the learning experience. So it is a foundation level learning that has entry level cloud topics, but it's also got hands on lab as part of it because many experiential learners, they have to get their hands on the keyboard and that's how they learn best. It also has some more advanced topics like machine learning. It's also got some fun topics like our deep racer car racing technology and simulation behind it. So users can race cars and train the cars that they're racing. Uh, So lots of different kind of learning opportunities on AWS Educate that I'm particularly excited about. There's lots of things. I'm also excited about CloudQuest, our game environment. So we've got a lot of things. That's really exciting. Okay, Kevin, and for our listeners who are interested in learning more, do you have a website we can send them to? Yeah, we sure do. It's aws.amazon.com slash training. All right. aws.amazon.com slash training. So be sure to check that one out if you want to learn more about all the great tools that Kevin's talked about today. So Kevin, in talking about learning, we've learned so much just as workers, as employees, as people over the last two years. What have you learned over the last two years that has changed you as a leader in the training community? A couple things. One is just Be enthusiastic about what you're doing. And if you can't, then go do something else. Because, you know, having that enthusiasm for what you're doing drives that lifelong learning behavior. If it's something that you're passionate about and that you're interested in, you know, so I I would encourage people to think about what they're drawn to and don't underestimate your existing experience. You know, I see a lot of people who say, well, a tech career is not for me. And it keeps them from potentially upskilling into a career. And I urge them to think about jobs they've had before, volunteer experience, uh, things they're doing in their local community, home projects that they're working on. All of that is skill building and can be applied to lots of different kinds of roles, including cloud roles and their ability to upskill themselves into those roles. All right. Well, that's some great advice. And Kevin, as you've had an extensive career yourself, has there been any advice that you were given that you felt has always helped lead you and helped you excel throughout your career that you could pass along to our audience of HR leaders? Yeah. Early on in my career, I had a mentor who I was a little timid about trying things out. And he said, just push all the buttons and I'll never forget it. I love it. So now when I'm using new things, I I try all the options. I look at all the tabs. I push all the buttons. I look at all the options. Uh, and it's really served me well in terms of just being inquisitive and curious about learning and not not being afraid of pushing all the buttons. Just push all the buttons. I love that. And that's one I will definitely be taking myself to use going forward. So thank you for that one. Now, Kevin, before we wrap, I do like to ask all of our guests one last question. When you wake up in the morning, your feet hit the floor. What is the one thing that gets you motivated to start your day? Uh, easy for me. The training programs I'm involved in have real human outcomes. You know, there's a person behind everybody that we're skilling, reskilling, and upskilling, and an opportunity that we're creating for them. It's incredibly energizing. 
All right. Great answer. So Kevin Kelly, Director of Cloud Career Training Programs at Amazon Web Services, thank you so much for being on the HR Works podcast and sharing so much about upskilling and training in the workplace. I've certainly learned so much today. I'm sure our listeners have as well. So again, thank you for being on and hopefully we can keep talking and have you back again soon. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the HR Works podcast. Be sure to check out our new episodes every Tuesday. Follow us on all major streaming platforms including iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Audible.